0: to go in normal time. Liverpool 3-0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yes! Yeah! Yes! Yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, <unbelievable>! oh, oh, <laughs> oh, my my word! Oh, <laughs> yes! This is extraordinary!
1: Hello and welcome to the Redscast podcast. Finally, we're talking after a win. I'm joined today by
0: Chris. How are we doing, mate? How are we doing? I'm doing I'm doing excellently, mate. I'm doing excellently. I'm very happy to be here, of course. I oh, watch Fink Walters Safine. Are we getting a win? Oh, mate. Unbelievable. Um, Absolutely unbelievable. Isn't it a brilliant feeling to actually be on a victorious side? We took it for granted for three or four years, uh, winning every single game. Um, But now we're we're, we're here. Uh, We've won a game. And it actually makes you really appreciate it, Um, despite the fact it's against one of the worst sides in Premier League history. (laughs) What's what's so
1: bad about Sheffield United, do you reckon, then? Because last year they were bossed. Do you really think it's down to just their keeper being atrocious?
0: (laughs) Um... I just think it's the fact that, I think they're, alongside, along with us, and I mentioned this in one of our videos before, um, is that they are one of the biggest cl- clubs that are suffering without their crowd, like massively. Um, the Bramall Lane crowd is known, um, well, countrywide at least, if not uh, worldwide, um, for their support of their team, and they do, they do really well. But um, no, their, their investment have been, has that has been one of that of a championship club. The ones haven't worked out, Riyad Brewster notably, another one that hasn't worked out, um, and the fact that Ramsdale is pretty ropey.
1: <laughs> I mean, is he going to be one of the first keepers to go down twice in, <laughs> in two years?
0: <laughs> yeah, probably, mate, probably.
1: But The first half, was, I was looking at that gate, like the first half, and I was thinking, oh, this, every keeper turns up as prime Ray Clements against Liverpool, don't they? And then I was just thinking, this isn't going to happen. And then, Kirsten Jones pulled out the back.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Well, it's been one of them. A part of this, part of it has been, you know, keepers performing well against us. Part of it has been the fact that we haven't been able to finish our dinner. To be honest, lad, yeah. um, it's been straight, straight, straight at the keeper. I don't think Ramsdale had to do that much in terms of any of them. Um, the one maybe he had to do a little bit more for was the Firmino one where he left his arm out. Um, but that's about it, to be honest, mate. Um, you know we've seen the likes of Darlow Johnston was probably the best one and that was for West Brom um, who else has played well against us I can't remember now. Um, but a lot a lot of them have and, and yeah um, it's, it felt good mate and especially CJ17 uh, your, your boy getting yes. on the score sheet
1: I was made up you know, I mean, you tweeted me mug shot out after it <laughs> <laughs> I was made, made up because yeah, yeah. that's one thing he probably does need to add to his game isn't it a bit more goals
0: yeah, but if he, we've seen it. You know, I think he's played, what, uh, 45 games for Liverpool now? Um, scored seven or eight goals, which isn't bad, but I think the role that he was playing in limited him a little bit, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like he played um, a sort of Wijnaldum role in, in that eight, where he's more of a, a crossover between an eight and a ten, a bit like Philippe Coutinho, actually, um, in the way that he plays. He's very, very good individually. Um, he, he's got a such... Such spark and raw talent that you just think he's, he's limited in that role. But hopefully, we can see him play in that further role forward in that new system. Uh, the, that sort of 3 4 3 ish system that we played uh, against, against Sheffield. I don't know whether that will be replicated um, as we play Chelsea next time.
1: Well, the system changed a little bit, like you said. I mean, we had 16 shots and 8 on target, which is the first time we've had numbers like Darren. <sighs> Since Palace, probably 16 shots uh, with Ace on target. We haven't had anything on target. Would you go with that system against Chelsea with the playing like free at the back and just the
0: rest of the team up front? Um, well, we Chelsea play quite a similar shape to Sheffield United um, with Hudson Odoi um, and whoever else is on the right, Reece James usually, or Aspillaguato or something like that on the right wing back and left wing back roles. Um, I, I think that why the hell not? If, if something's if it's not broken, don't fix it, mate. If it's not broken, do not fix it. Um, and it certainly works. Um, whether it's a long term thing or whether we'll shift back to the four three three again, um, who knows? It seems like that's the plan B.
1: They've done it for the the low block teams. Uh, we've never really had that plan B to to stop against a team that's come as us with the low block, and that was it. But Chelsea are probably going to attack us, aren't they? On midweek or well, tomorrow?
0: Yeah, yeah, they will. Um, but I, as uh, I think Jack said, probably on the on the LFC transfer room channel. If you uh, haven't, if anyone listening hasn't checked that, I'll go do that. Um, cheeky plug as <laughs> per usual. Um, he said that um, Chelsea remind him a little bit of United under Van Gaal, um, which, you know, a very possession-based, very, you know, not quite penetrative. Um, but when they get a goal, they can just keep the ball. And that's yeah. how it is. So we have to make sure that we stick in the game early on. Um, but you know what? Uh, I, I do think that, that they'll come out and attack us, but Tuchel Anfield has got a very, very questionable record. So... That's that's that remains to be seen whether he thinks he can he can come out and attack like he has done previously.
1: Do you think Jürgen's got the better Tuchel because every every time J- Jürgen goes up against the a German team, I I right think Liverpool are gonna are gonna do it. We have seen with Bayern Munich. Everyone said they were r- wrote off when we battered them, and he not done Tottenham next year. And Tuchel's Jürgen's apprentice.
0: Um, to say he's got his number would be a little bit of an exaggeration i mean they didn't do too badly at home but i suppose you know when you've got the likes of neymar and mbappe and and di maria um at the time and cavani as well um you're expected to win your all your home games um and even then we managed to get back into it we weren't playing our best at that time anyway james miller i believe scored the penalty there um I just, I, I do think Anfield though. Even though the Anfield mystique has gone with the fans, um, I do think Tuchel's got a little bit of a mental block there. That would be. That's my what my encouragement is, and I think that young will give him another lesson uh, at Anfield.
1: He's had a good start though, Annie. He? Since he's been there, he's. I mean, the biggest test he had maybe is United, and he drew that game, and he looked quite quite a defensive side. But then after the game, Tuchel was saying. Oh, wants them to attack more. They weren't good enough going forward. So do you think he'll come? They're going to come at us, or do you think we'll probably see a similar system to that that they deployed against United?
0: If I was Chelsea, right, what, what what are the good results for me in terms of risks? If I'm thinking, if we, if I was a Chelsea fan, and this isn't being defeatist or anything, I would say that a draw at Anfield at any time, whether Liverpool are in a good way or a bad way, is a good result. I genuinely think if Tuchel sees it like he did against United, it'll be exactly the same. I, I genuinely think if if I was them, I would be I'd be saying right, draw, draws draws all right. If we can nick a win, that'd be fine. That's pretty much all teams coming to Anfield at the moment, apart from maybe City. Yeah,
1: but if we win, we go fourth as well. So for them, it's it's a must. Like like you said, a draw is what they should really be playing for,
0: isn't it? Yeah, a, a win's amazing. It would be extra two points bonus on the top, but a draws fine. And we need to win actually because of Everton, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everton and Villa as well. Don't forget about Villa, they're not yeah. that far away. Um, Arsenal, Spurs, I don't know what they're at at the moment. I know Arsenal are a little bit further back. Um, with Spurs looking a little bit more back in form, Gareth Bale playing well, playing good football for the first time in two years since the Champions League final. Um, it's only tough unbelievable. It's two years, <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know what. It, if I was Chelsea, and again, I'm not being defeatist. I'm sure there's some Chelsea fans who think they can come and walk all over us at Anfield. But um, if I'm be if I'm a Chelsea fan, I'd say draw. Draw would be a great result. Is the plus
1: with Everton creeping up on us that their game and is against Aston Villa?
0: I didn't even know that. So that's some good research, lad. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, yeah, of course it is. Um, it's definitely definitely a bonus. I mean, why? I think with. With, with Villa and uh, they don't have the consistency um, that, the, that Everton do I don't think because even though they're both sort of inconsistent sides if you take Grealish out of Aston Villa I don't think it has the same impact as if you take say Rodriguez out of Everton um, they're, they're, I think Villa are so primed on that focal point of Jack Grealish um, the likes of Watkins and you know Traore work off uh, Grealish so yeah I, I'd say that it, it does but Please, i prefer a draw, uh, if not a Villa win, just for just for a bit of bias, lad. <laughs> but the Everton play tomorrow before
1: us against West Brom. So we could go into the game in sixth or seventh behind Everton. So should Jürgen just be in that dressing room saying we don't want to finish tonight below Everton and Chelsea? Yeah.
0: Just below Everton, I think. He just he doesn't like do you remember what he said in the comment in the press conference? He's like, um, ah, oh, if we don't think we'd be in this situation like by Everton. So um, so yeah, um No, of course he will, you know, it's a local rivalry. These players, especially Trent and Curtis, know exactly what it means. Um you know, and I don't think West Brom are an easy, as easy a pushover as they once were, um as proven by us. Um but they played um Okay, against Brighton on the weekend. I mean, they got very, very lucky. I was there myself, actually. They got extremely lucky in three situations. Um, but apart from that, Brighton rarely threatened. Um, and then you've got, they they drew against Man United as well. They're not a bad side. It's a big Sam team. You know what you're going to get. And they've got the blueprint of big teams sometimes in this league. Um, and if Everton don't get an early goal, West Brom is no easy task. We found that out, didn't we, ourselves?
1: Yeah. Um, after Chelsea, though we've we've got games like Fulham, Wolves, Arsenal, Villa, Leeds. They're, they're not easy games, are they? Like this is probably the hardest run of games we've got. We haven't got the the nicest end to the season, really. When you think about like the past few years, we've had nice finishes. This isn't nice. I mean, Fulham <laughs> probably be the only exception, but Wolves looked decent against City yesterday. Scott Parker's Fulham, are looking decent. <laughs> uh, Arsenal looking really, really good at the minute. Like, Villa, Leeds, it, it just makes this game so much more important. Because I think if we win this after beating Sheffield United and then we go and beat Fulham, that's a run of three wins. It gives us that confidence again. um Joss is back. Fabinho's back. <laughs> it's all, yeah. all positive, really. The p- most positive it's been this season, isn't
0: it? Well, since Palace, definitely. <laughs> this year, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um... Yeah, I'd say so. Um, but then, if you have a look at the runner games that we've had previously, you know, we had we had Brighton at home, we had Burnley at home, um, and then we lost them. We lost Everton, yeah. uh, which is usually a guaranteed three points. Um, you know, it's. I don't think we should pay too much attention. It's, it's uh, to quote Brendan Rodgers, because um, it's, it's most one of his most famous sayings. It's all about the next game, and you know you have to you have to do it. You know, that is exactly what we have to do. Um, the way we're going to finish in the top four is by just winning games. It doesn't matter who against or predicting who we're playing um, in three weeks' time or four weeks' time, playing off against each other. If we win, the rest of our games, we finish in the top four. In fact, we probably finish higher than that. So, you know, however unlikely it is, that's what we've got to aim for. Do you think the best chance of getting Champions
1: League football next year is winning it? Or do you think we can win all Uh, our games and get it in the league?
0: (laughs) I'd say it's pretty much 50-50, lad, to be honest, because, you know, it all depends on how we play in the next, in the last 12 games of the season. Because I'd say that you've got 12 chances to, to get into the top four uh, in the Premier League, whereas in the Champions League, you, they simply, it's in or out. You know, it's a knockout competition. Yes, Liverpool sometimes are made for knockout competition, especially in Europe. Um, but... No, um, I'd, say, I'd say it's about fifty fifty. Especially if we play more like we played against Sheffield United, I can see see the top four becoming more and more close. If we beat, if we beat Chelsea, I believe we go level with them or one point behind them. So I yeah, think, no, I think, I, I think I, we go above them. You know, I think I think oh we, we go above them. Let's, yeah. check, let's check the table. Yeah, I'm but
1: sure yeah, it, if we win tomorrow, three, four, um, forty six. Yeah, we'd go we'd go fourth, um, two points ahead of Chelsea, and. And providing that um, West Ham lose their next game, would stay in fourth. But and I, even if Everton win um, tomorrow as well, they'd need to win West Brom by four by eight goals to go yeah. above us or hope that we get beat 4-0 and they, get, they win 4-0. That's the only way they're going above us. So tomorrow's game can put us fourth, which ultimately makes it the biggest game of the season again, doesn't it?
0: Every game is the biggest game of the season. They, it's always looking like that, isn't it? Because everyone's like, if we lose to Sheffield United, we'll be out of the top four. If we lose to Everton, we'll be out of the top four. If we lose to Man City, XYZ, you know, every single game has that feeling of, wow, this is a cup final, isn't it? Um, it's the same with Leipzig as well, because that, you can't forget about them. Like, how, how difficult that game will be again. Um, yes, we have a two-goal lead and all that, but they're still a good side and they're still challenging at the top of the Bundesliga. Um, but away from, away from that, you know, Chelsea though has a feeling that it, it is going to be the biggest game of our season so far. Um, because if we do win it, it puts a whole totally new perspective on everything just by a few places in the table. Um, it puts us actually in that fourth place position, which has for weeks last, probably six or seven weeks looks out of reach um and and that all happened with one that would all happen with two wins sorry so it's all it's all very con it's all very together in in that we can't pay too much heed to the league table this season in my opinion it's, you, people say the league table doesn't lie for me it does uh, this season especially with you know we've got so many teams crammed in such a short area that doesn't mean that the team in fourth is any better than the team in ninth um, so yeah the only team I think that's far and away everyone is Man City isn't
1: it yeah um, but people are like writing our season off but if you look at City's last year compared to the year before that City fell off arguably as much as we have this year Last year, and they were missing the likes of Laporte. They were missing De Bruyne for large chunks of the season as well. So everyone's sitting there saying we're bad champions, but ultimately, City's fall off was just as bad last year, weren't
0: it? Yeah, and the fact that well, I'd I, I, to be fair, you know, they still got eighty two points. Can't can't say that. Um, but they weren't. They were missing Laporte for six months or whatever it was. They weren't missing Laporte. Um, who else is a first choice centre back? They decided to play Fernandino centre back, didn't they? Um, I would say they missed Laporte, Stones, Garcia, uh, the rest of them for the whole season, um, especially Laporte. Like, they, that wouldn't happen, and that didn't happen. So that's why they shouldn't really be compared. I'd say I'd like an hour for two Chelsea's in 2015 16. Um, because you know there was a whole everything seemed to be going against Chelsea. Um, and that was partly because Jose Mourinho was there. That's had the sort of feeling he created. Um, but everything's been going against us this season, whatever anyone says, any rival fan, even with their chest, can say that. And <laughs> and we've actually dealt with quite a lot of it quite well. Yes, there's been this dip in 2021, but hopefully we're coming out of it now, and, and winning against Chelsea would really solidify that. Do you think
1: top four this year
0: is the key to Killian and Mbappe then,
1: um, because <clears throat> we can't go away from these rumors. The, every time I seem to go on Twitter at the minute, and Mbappe wants to come to the Premier League and his destination he wants is Liverpool, and I'd love it to happen. But I've I've said multiple times I'd rather Haaland, but it looks as though it probably can happen if we get top four, doesn't it?
0: Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> at the end of the day, if anyone of that caliber decided to come to Liverpool, um, I wouldn't mind. Like either one of you can just you're free to come along, lads. Um, but but yeah, I obviously Mbappe wants to be playing at the highest level. Um, why wouldn't he? Um, expect, and I think also a massive influence. I had a pre an argument a little bit on Twitter today with one of my best mates, Hass. Um and he was saying, oh, "Why would he want to come to Liverpool? They're in the they're going to go be in the Europa League." I'd be like, "You underestimate the pulling power of Jurgen Klopp." He's a ridiculously attractive manager in in more than one way. About um, like attracting players into the club. Like if you look at it, Sadio Mane is one of the one one like he was really really good at Southampton in that in that season. Um, yes, he wasn't wanted by the world superstars, um, but he came to Liverpool. Mohamed Salah is another one. Excellent aroma. He came to Liverpool. People were saying, "Oh, why do we need that Egyptian? Lab? We've got Mane. It's fine." But yeah. So and these are these players who want to be playing at the highest level they always have wanted to be playing at the highest level Sadio Mane nearly went to Real Madrid in 2018 Uh, Zinedine Zidane they just won the Champions League Um, Zidane just left of course but that doesn't matter but he chose Liverpool and he chose Jurgen Klopp again he's such a massive pull like I do think the Champions League is a massive thing for Kalina Bappe um, but I think Jurgen Klopp could be just as big and I think the Anfield crowd and the Premier League the pull of Virgil van Dijk of Mo Salah you know I think it will just enhance like it's a really attractive prospect I'm playing
1: with like the likes of Trent down the wing with them and stuff like that what I find interesting about Mbappe is he's apparently came out and said that he when he does move he wants to play on the left wing not down the right not down the middle now loads of people say for Mbappe to come where the front three needs to go if it's left wing that means it, it would be Mane Would you be happy if it meant Sadio Mane left if we got Mbappe?
0: I'm going to use one of your adage phrases here, (laughs) Matty. I'll drive him to the airport myself. (laughs) I love him. I love Sadio, right? I don't think... If it meant one of them had to go, then yeah, sure, he can go. That's fine with me. If it meant Mbappe, you know, in terms of like... Let's try and put this into context for someone at home, say. um, For Liverpool to go and get... John Aldridge at the time they had selling they had in Rush, um and that that happened and yes lo, 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 there was nothing yes Rush wanted to go to Juventus all that kind of stuff so that's fine but maybe you know there will be endless suitors for Sadio Mane um and PSG themselves you know maybe there could be some sort of swap deal broken if they fancied it you know because um, we have to be creative in these times. Um, but yeah, I, I, look, for a player of Mbappe's quality and age, like you look at the longevity and commercialism, like Nike would be rubbing their hands together if they could be part of Liverpool and Mbappe. Imagine the amount of shirts they'd sell; it'd be ridiculous, um, especially in the subcontinent. Like it's honestly, like if you think uh, that could, in my opinion, nearly it won't be at the same level as Ronaldo and Juventus, but it won't be far off. Um, and I don't know why Nike wouldn't want to be a part of that and why Liverpool and Mbappé wouldn't want to be a part of that as well.
1: Well, I was thinking about that because he is like the poster way for Nike, is he? In football, Mbappé. So people have been linking him with Real Madrid, but why would Nike... Not that they wouldn't allow him because they don't have that much control to say where he goes, but why would Nike... There's been times before when football clubs have had the deal paid for as a backhand gesture by the manufacturer... Why do you think Nike would be involved in that with Liverpool in terms of maybe funding some of Mbappe's wages or whatever? Because if he goes to Real Madrid, their like golden child isn't an Adidas kit on all the market and in games, he's not in a, in a Nike badge.
0: Well. Uh, Yeah, it it makes sense for for Nike to to try and at least endorse a little bit of it. I don't know what the financial situations of both Liverpool and Nike are, um, but if I'm being honest, I can't see with the likes of, you know, what we've done in the transfer market before, um, I can't see... Liverpool being able to afford the two hundred million pounds, probably plus, than it would take to sign Kylian Mbappe by themselves. Um, so yeah, we would need help, and that help may come from Nike, um, underhand. Who knows? Look, I'm not against it. if it meant Mbappe in a Liverpool shirt. Uh, I'd do anything. We're
1: using a video as well about the um, the new. Is it? It's not red. Is it? Is it Redbird now? It's called Red Red bird, Yeah. Do yeah. you think that's got any? Any pull towards the project? I know he's buying a stake in FSG, which involves the Red Sox and Liverpool. But do you think we'll get to see any of that money?
0: Yeah, well, it's FSG, isn't it? So they have it. Sort of has to go into it. Um, whether it will be a significant amount, I don't know. It's only ten percent, so seven. That's seven hundred fifty million dollars, which is a lot of money, like, if you think about it, especially nowadays. Um, but. Yeah, so the guy who owns a Jerry Cardinale um, has a big stake in Toulouse uh, in France. Um, Ligue One, you know, Ligue, Ligue Two. Sorry, they're doing really, really well, but they've played a big part in the careers of the likes of Moussa Sissoko, of Alban Lafont, um, just players coming through, young, young talent. Maybe they could be a little bit of a feeder club for us, you know, like. Um, Man City do with I don't know their City Football Group. I don't know whether we'd be able to replicate something similar um, because we haven't got the name. Like we couldn't go like Liverpool to lose or something like that. That that's, that would be an awful name, wouldn't it? Yeah. Liverpool to lose. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but but no, um, it, it would make look. It makes sense for for FSG and it makes sense for um, for Jerry Card to to be involved in Liverpool because they're a massive global brand um so so yeah hopefully we see a little bit of money and we will probably because it is being invested into fsg which put which fund liverpool so i don't know what the amount would be but if it helps on mbappe it's all
1: positive do you reckon lebron's got a shout as well to to get him here because he looks like he's dead But he's done a Nike he done, done a few like uh, basketball and football boots this year with lebron and mbappe seems like they're quite close lebron owns some of liverpool why would he let him go to real madrid
0: <laughs> oh mate I really hope this is all true I really hope we've cracked in um and we've really worked out what's going on with the, with Mbappe uh LeBron James well, I mean world superstar if he says you want to come to Liverpool maybe I could maybe he could imburse a little bit of the, fa- the fee um he's, going pretty, on, he's, got, he? he's got a few quid so maybe he could help out um but again it would make a lot of money so so why so why wouldn't he um, it's a, it's a, just a matter of personal interest and whether it can be done um, uh, underhand enough I suppose because I don't think it would be uh, ethical you know, ethical to say alright LeBron James is giving Liverpool 300 million for just no reason Like, <laughs> I highly doubt he'll do that well I'm going to work it out now because
1: <laughs> FSG love money love it <laughs> um, now how much do the poor share to go for? Like 80 quid, aren't they? The new ones? They're...
0: Yeah. So. Crikey. So It's ridiculous. If
1: if FSG love money that much, and people so people think, oh, they're not gonna spend two hundred million on Mbappe. But if we buy Mbappe and sell two point five million shares with Mbappe's name on, which is highly likely that pays for Mbappe.
0: It does. It does. And <laughs> then you've got the wages, of course. Well another thing we haven't we haven't covered about it is the is the wage structure at Liverpool. Yeah. Um would Mohamed Salah, for example, be willing to say Mbappe's getting paid twice as much as me? Um, even though he's not contributing as enough uh, as much, or he hasn't even been here, you know how much would that affect the Liverpool dressing room, knowing that they've got a bloke who hasn't even been here, doesn't probably doesn't even care about the club. Like he cares about scoring goals, cares about his career, um, but he doesn't even care. I think that's the same for most players, by the way. But for Mbappe's sake, you know he's walking in, strutting around with his four hundred and fifty k, five hundred k a week contract. Um, and people like Virgil van Dijk, Allison, Mo Salah, Mane, Firmino, even well, Moneybags himself, Wijnaldum, Um, You know, <laughs> they'd be there. They'd be there, like saying, "Oh, well, what, what about my five hundred k a week contract? Am I not worth that to you? Um, and why can why does this bloke have to have to do it? You know, it all depends on how how understanding they are of how talented the lad is. With our wages, though, Salah did get.
1: I Think it worked out about three, four hundred grand a week, didn't it, last year with bonuses? Because I know they pay low, but then it's all bonus incentive. Do you not know think Mbappe would take a contract like that where it's say 250 base and then he gets X amount of money for so many goals, X amount of money for so many assists, X amount of money for games played, similar to that of Salah? Because I think Salah last year got something stupid like 11 million euros over the year, but obviously, most Salah scores 20, 30 goals a season to to be justified of that. So with Mbappe, do you think he would take a pay cut, so to speak, based on his performances? Do you reckon he believes in his ability that much to say, I can get that much money, but
0: i perform for it? Oh, 100%. Well, if, you, if you are at that top level... You have to believe in yourself. You have to be arrogant. Um, and he—he he is like—he scores a lot of goals. He's twenty-one years old. Um, he's got the world at his feet. He could be the best player of his generation. One of the best players of all time. Um, like the—the the lad is ridiculously talented. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't know whether he would. I don't know whether he's savvy enough to do that. I don't know whether Mino Raiola is savvy. Is it Mino Raiola? Who's his agent actually? it wouldn't surprise
1: me if it's him he has all the the money doesn't
0: he but yeah his agent I, I hope would be savvy enough to say my player will score this but then you won't know about injuries he would probably want a lot of money based just in case he's, he's covered by injuries because obviously you've, another thing playing into that factor would be lovely liverpool have had a lot of injuries whether that's to the fault of the club or whether that's just luck who knows but you you would want them to be covered their own back. It is it's a really, really weird one Mbappe. I'd love it to happen. And there's a lot of things pointing for it to happen. But I still don't know whether it will. I mean
1: all that I keep thinking is the Real Madrid bench again. Did you see it in the Champions League game the other day? The bench they had nobody absolutely nobody and the the, the Spanish TV have lost the TV right to see in Barcelona about to maybe go into liquidation Real Madrid haven't really gone anywhere they need a more of a rebuild than us. So that's all that I keep thinking is, why would you go there? Like, they aren't doing that well in the league. They aren't doing that. I mean, they'll they only beat Atalanta just about 1-0 in the Champions League. They could get knocked out of that because Atalanta are always good away from home. Um. So I just I just keep thinking, like, why would you go there? Well, or Barcelona, why would you go there? Messi's getting off. But then if I think if Messi goes to PSG, he stays at PSG, doesn't he?
0: To be fair, mate, I think he stays at PSG anyway um, because he's picking up the money there. Yes, they may win the Champions League this season. They're one of the two soulless clubs in the Champions League, which I think are the favourites, them them and Man City. Um, Real Madrid are in a real dire situation, but you can't forget that they're still Real Madrid. They're the biggest club in the world, and sadly, that will always be the case. Um, and the, especially unless they go under, which I highly doubt, because someone's stupid enough out there to, to pay that money. They're one of the world's biggest brands, so you, they, they're going to be a money maker. Um, but they are Real Madrid. Whatever happens, you know they. Chris, one of the things again, Haas told me today. Like Cristiano Ronaldo went to the club when they were in a rut of being knocked out in the Champions League last sixteen. You know they're being um, they got. Managers like Manuel Pellegrini, who, yes, won a Premier League, yes, you know, but he wasn't as big back then. He ended up going to Malaga after that. Um, You know, they weren't in a good place when Ronaldo went there. So maybe it's the new Galactico generation time. Maybe they're looking to get Mbappe, Holland, Camavinga, those kind of players to really boost their, uh, one, their marketing, and two, their chances of rejuvenating in La Liga and the Champions League. I want to get your thoughts on um,
1: Mr. Spotify, your favourite player in the Liverpool team. Uh, reportedly got the handshake agreement with Inter Milan. Wants 10 million euros a year. Genie Wijnaldum. Do you think he goes? Because I've seen reports saying he wants to stay. Then a few hours later, I've seen reports saying he wants 10 million a year off Inter Milan and a
0: hefty sign-on bonus.
1: What? What does he
0: want? <laughs> um... It's is in it to be honest. That's all he cares about at the moment. Look, I, I can't go out and say that I haven't loved Gini Wijnaldum for the last four years because I have. You know, he's been one of my favourite players, and it, it's sort of like I'm having withdrawal symptoms of him because he's, he, you know, he's out here, he's playing for a, he's he, he's playing around, he's playing the field. He's sort of like it's sort of like right. he have been married to to a bloke for. For four to all woman actually, we'll, we'll say a woman because you know we're, we're both straight men here. Okay, so you're married to a woman for four years. She's giving you the biggest loyalty. She works hard. You know, she um, she'll go out and she'll get you shopping for you, and you know she she earns just as much as you. Um, you know, you're contributing to a lovely household. Then um, then a shiny uh, older man comes in. Um, You know, got gray hair, but he's got a Ferrari and she's 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 had a short on him. She's she's still there for you, but she's she's slightly texting uh, this guy on the slide. And then another one comes in, another older man, um, and so you know it, it, the cycle goes on, and you sort of start to feel like hmm, a little bit of a little bit of love is losing between us, and that's what I'm feeling with Genie. You know, the man spends his life, and he, then he takes the captain's armband, right, which fumes me even more. How the hell has he been allowed to have the captain's armband above the likes of Trent, Mo, Firmino, um, Allison, anyone, a Robertson? Curtis, anyone that that man doesn't want to be here and he takes the captain's arm, man. Um, I wouldn't be bothered if he goes. I quite like him to stay, to be honest. Um, if I'm being brutally honest, but I will be his biggest critic until he signs that contract. Um, and (laughs) stop updating your Spotify, lad. Stop it. I
1: mean, with Ronaldo, it's one of them. Like, I do like him. Um, purely because on his second day at Liverpool, I used when I used to work in Curry's, he come and bought a telly off me (laughs) on like a second day. (laughs) And he was dead sad. He just went to me, on want the biggest telly you've got to play FIFA on. I thought, you're a lad, you. But then, I suppose in, in his defence, in terms of the money situation, it's his last big contract of his career, isn't it? Like, he's at his peak of his value now. When he's, when he's, what, 35, he's not going to be able to demand £10 million a year off a club, where right now he can because he's a Premier League winner, Champions League winner, Super Cup winner, Club World Cup winner.
0: If anyone's stupid enough to pay it is into Milan as well because um, they've got they're literally a retirement home they've got a collar off um other players like uh, I know there is lots of older players Ashley young is there um <laughs> and others like that so yeah to be fair Inter Milan is more of a fit than Barcelona for me I think he'll go and do quite well there um whether that may have any sanctions for Nicola Borela uh, we'll see as well but um but yeah I'd be I would, I would be sad to see him go but I'd also be happy because he's really wound me up these last few months well within
1: Milan as well I only found out yesterday. They're owned by uh, the owners of Shanghai Suena. I mean, they've went bust now, haven't they? But their owners were paying stupid money in China for wages to get like Carlos Tevez there and stuff. So they probably would pay £10 million pound for a 30-year-old. That's £10 million a year on a five-year contract. They're giving Genie €50 million euros to come and play for them without a signing-on bonus. It's, it's delusional. It's so stupid. With Barela, I don't even know how to say his name. I'm not trying it again. <laughs> 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 would Insmogram don't want to sell, him do you not think that they want to get one Aldem to play alongside them?
0: Maybe. Maybe they've got Galliadini there as well, who isn't exactly excellent. So Aldem and Barella would make a really good partnership. I think Barella's bigger of more of a playmaker. Genie's got a lot more energy. Um I think they work really well together. And I, I th- you know what? I'd be happy for him if he just left and just told us that he was leaving. Like, that's part of the thing. That's part of the thing with me. It's because it's the same with Chan and it's the same with, well, not Katia, but it's the same with Chan. Um, You know, if you go, tell us you're going at the end of the day. Don't leave us on tent hooks like, oh, I might sign, I might not. Oh, I want to stay, I don't want to stay. Just go. I don't care. That much, like just 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 leave or stay and tell us what's happening because otherwise, you know, we're left here with with no idea about what's going on. You know, you've you've been a good servant to the club, but like if you want to go, just go. It's no problem. What about the
1: replacement for him? Do you think we've got it naturally? People keep touting Jones to be his replacement, and it's really oh. doing me heading because Jones is more of an attacker than Genie. Um, <laughs> And whoever gets Curtis Jones wrong infuriates me. However, who do you think is a good replacement for him? Do you think we've got someone in the club like Naby, or do you think we go and look into the market? Because with this new person who was brought in, I can't think of his name. The one who was brought in to help with the rehabilitation of players. If he makes Naby, oh, yeah. If he makes Naby stay fit, Naby could probably go into that genie but mold, couldn't he?
0: I think he's a much better footballer than Oldham is. You know, yeah. uh, I I genuinely think that, that that Naby's got potential to to be one of the best players in the world. Like, and, I, and, I, and that may seem like a uh, an outlandish statement, He's definitely one of the best midfielders in the world. And when he has played for Liverpool, he has been that. But. Yeah, you know what, uh, I, I do think we need to, another midfielder in the summer, it's a massively important position to, to get right, um, you've seen people like Neuhaus uh, from from Mönchengladbach, Borela as we mentioned, into Milan, um, Yves Pesuma as well is another one that's gone quiet, he made Caban quite a big transfer, Brighton's owners are loaded, so they don't have to sell, Um you know another one that hasn't been towered around, and I, I quite I quite like, and it sounds you know a little bit crazy because he's probably he's going to go to Man City, I think, in the end. It's Douglas Luiz from Villa. I think he's a really really good little player. I don't know how much he would cost again because Villa's owners is loaded, and Man City will probably have some sort of clause in his contract to say that he has to come back um, when Fernandinho leaves or something. But but yeah, they're um. It's going to be a difficult one to replace him, but there are a lot of players like him. So I wouldn't say... I'd say he is the easiest player to replace.
1: Out the, of the midfield, definitely. But then I, what worries me is the fact Henderson's 30, is going to be 30 next season, James Millen is, how old is he? 36, 37, <laughs> yeah. something stupid like that. Our midfield's aging, isn't it? Massively.
0: Don't, don't forget though, we have got two young lads coming through who are really, really impressive. Um Clarkson and Kane. Um definitely uh Kane, especially in the under twenty-three games, I've been so impressed with him. Um maybe he can make more of like a, a Jones role next season when Jones plays every game as he should. Um but you know, yeah, we have to we have to work with what we've got. Covid nineteen has had the biggest impact on football that anything has ever had, in my opinion. Um, it will change the transfer market forever, um, and it will make sure that teams use youth teams as well. As well things that have hit football hard. Brexit, as well. By the way, um, we need you know we do need more homegrown players. It'll be more difficult to get foreign players in. Um, so we are going to have to look to our youth, youth teams, and you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with it. If it means that the likes of Kane Clarkson, Joan, like Jones again, uh, the these kind of lads to get a football, Leighton Stewart as well. What is it? A bad thing? Maybe not. Maybe we have to wait a little bit longer for success. But I'd much rather do it with a team of scousers. Hundred percent. Well, else then, who else do you reckon
1: goes this summer? It looks like it's going to be a big rebuild for us, doesn't it? I mean, I can probably see Adrian
0: definitely must go. I mean, he was all right, to be fair, against Sheffield United. Um, mate, Mate, just to start on Adrian, right? Everyone's saying that he was excellent. I don't think he was. I've He's actually, he, so he was excellent. Okay. Not you, you didn't say that. Yeah. But some people have been saying, oh, my God, you know, oh, he, we shouldn't have given him all this. All right, the man, okay, <laughs> the, the, ball, the in the first save that he made, it was straight at him. He jumped out of the way and then palmed it away. Like, the, what are you doing lad? and then when the ball got passed back to him in the second half he I'm sure it wasn't shown on the camera but he was facing towards his own goal because you could hear Thiago go Adrian uh, and then he had to turn around and go get the ball again He is just quite nervy and yeah he, he's not very good that, I, I'm sorry he's, he's done as much as he can but he's a very that offside
1: goal into- for Sheffield United it wound me up because if that wouldn't have been offside Kabach would have to blame for that and it wasn't his yeah. fault. If you look at the, the still before it gets to that, Adrian's positioning is like he's the other side of the goal. He could have just hit it anyway. <laughs> like he's just an absolute <laughs> dope. He's just a, a proper dope. I mean, I never want to see him another push again after that Villa game. But we've seen it. Uh, obviously, through circumstances, that's horrendous. Um, but it's just, I don't I hope we don't see him again. Because Keller has a, a good option, isn't he? He's,
0: where, where I like I really really like quick color actually um you know whether he's uh, going to be ever as good as Allison you know that's uh, going to be remain to be seen um but you know I I've, I've heard that we want to get him on a long term contract as well um which is great I really like that I hope that he does play um when he's given the option and with Allison's injury record it's going to be really important that we have a a capable backup keeper, you know. Maybe Allison's been a bit unlucky and all that, um, but but you know, we do need a, a capable backup keeper. I feel really sorry for Simon Mignolet actually, because um, because he was there on the bench uh, the season before that, and Allison didn't miss a minute. Whereas since then, uh, he's picked up all sorts of issues. And he'd have been a much better option than Adrian would be. Um, but 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 Callagher, you know what? He, he's really impressed, and hopefully he gets a big big deal. Uh, keeps with the club for a long time.
1: We've got Peter Hugo as well, haven't we? He's meant to be a, a really good talent. He was injured the other day, which goes to show it's not the injury record. It's just not in the first team. It stems right the way down. <laughs> Even Minamino's injured at Southampton. Now I think if you just <laughs> if you're just a good poor player, you get injured. Um, but get yeah, moving back on then to the Chelsea game, big big game. If Mo Salah scores, though, this I I put this in the um, group chat yesterday. Obviously, mm-hmm. Ian St John's passed away, which is horrendous news. He, for me, is as important as Bill Shankly for Liverpool Football Club and the foundations and what he'd done for the club and his legacy. If Mo Salah scores against Chelsea, which he always seems to do, he goes above Ian St John in terms of goal scorers at Liverpool. So it seems like Salah has to score, doesn't he? Like the first game after the passing of Ian St. John, if Salah scores, he, he overtakes him and then it's further cement his legacy in terms of how much of a good player he actually is. He has to, doesn't he? He has to.
0: It's so weird, isn't it, how these things work themselves out. Um, firstly, you know, to, to say about Ian St. John, um, Bill Shankly, one of the most famous quotes he ever said was, uh, the board said, we 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 can't afford to sign Ian St John, and he and Shankly said we can't afford not to sign Ian St John, and he did. Um, and look at what look at what he, he him and Ron Yates uh, in the in that '60s team, um, honestly unbelievable, and scored the winning goal in the FA Cup final. Um, did 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 so many good things for Liverpool Football Club, and the way that he spoke about shankley and the way that he spoke about Liverpool Football Club. Um, showed the man was really a true legend and a true gentleman as well and that's part of what makes uh, that era of Liverpool so so special and so shrouded in in myth and legend Um, but yeah Mo um, is another one you know he will go down like this Um, he's He's changed the culture of Liverpool Football Club. He's helped change the culture. He scores so many goals. um, And it shows how anyone can disrespect him when he is scoring the same amount, and if not more, on Thursday uh, than such a legend like the Saint. And and yeah, he's uh, he's certainly uh, got a big, big chance of doing that because if anyone's going to score for Liverpool at the moment, it's Mo Salah.
1: Is Mo Salah the best attacker Liverpool have had? Now, a little pull attribute. By the time this is up, tomorrow probably, before the Chelsea game, there'll be a video going out on the LFC Transferring YouTube channel about Mo Salah. Is he the best attacker in the last 20 years for Liverpool? It's hard because I'm in the same position as you over Fernando Torres. He made me fall in love with football. But without saying any statistics, is Mo Salah the best ever in the last 20 years? In the last
0: 20 years... It's, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's such a difficult one. I'd say that he is not. Um, and there's one man... Actually, you know, there's, there's two people I would say that I would take over, Mo. Um, one of them is Luis Suarez. I think he is the most individually talented footballer Liverpool has ever seen. Um, he can win a game out of nothing. Um, I don't think Mo could do that. I think he needs teammates around him, even though he does, you know, do lots of good things. Another one, I'm going to get a, a little bit disrespectful for this, is Michael Owen. Um, so uh, he's another one, like a bit like Suarez, actually, who could win a game by himself. Um Injuries did him in, um, and obviously he did move to Man United. But he's also uh, my middle name is Owen, so I'm, I'm my middle name was Michael Owen. I was born the year after the treble season, uh, which probably makes a few people feel a bit old watching this podcast. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, I would say Mo has as long, when he becomes our top scorer in the Premier League, um, which is distinctly possible in the next two, three, four years. Um, he will be up there, if not the best, uh, in the last 20 years. Uh, in terms of all time, he's definitely in the top five or six. Do
1: you know he's only like, I think like 40 goals off Owen in like 120 games or less. And I think he's yeah. I think he's about 30 goals ahead of Suarez as well. Maybe 40 goals ahead of Suarez. He's, he's so underappreciated at most, salary, isn't he? And against Chelsea... He always seems to turn up. Like that goal, I, I always when you think of Mo Salah and me, all I ever think was that goal. Remember the the rocket against Chelsea? It's.
0: Uh, I was bit. in the Annie Road. I was in the Annie Road. Um, it was. I just remember the reaction because Mane had scored a few minutes before, um, and the crowd was like. I think it was. It was in the Champions League time. It was sort of in that area. Yeah. I don't know whether it was before or after Barcelona, um, but he honestly that. That goal, we, the crowd was already bouncing. Then Mo cut in and put that in, and I just remember going to my brother, and we were like, "Oh my god, what on earth is going on here?" You know that that goal was absolutely unbelievable, uh, and I'll never forget it. It's probably the, one of the, if not the best goal I've ever seen live for sure. He's just world class, world class, and you'll be surprised
1: when I uh, hit you with some stats after on that video. By the way, Mo Salah statistically is the best striker Liverpool ever had, which is. <laughs> It's mad when you think about like Torres, Fowler, Owen, Michael Owen, I mean Owen, Fowler, Torres, Suarez, uh, Ian St John. Um, he's not actually he's above the likes of like John Aldridge, Ron Yates, Ian St John. He's level with like some of the names of players that Mo Salah has got a better goal return and he's scored more goals than Sturridge as well. It's just, I think he's so underappreciated. And I think if he, looking back on the Mbappé thing, I think I would, again, I'd rather Mane go as much as I like Mane more than Salah. I think if you take Salah out of this Liverpool team, it's just not the same. If you think about how much he, I know Mane was at the start of Jürgen, but it seems like Salah revolutionised that front three when he came in, didn't he?
0: He made it a killer. He made them all killers. Um, When you think about the season that Mo came in, 17-18, he scored 44 goals. But let's not forget that Mane also scored 25 and Firmino scored 27 um you honestly and then this actually here's an interesting stat. Um since 13 from 13 14 to 17 18 I don't think a singular Liverpool player scored 15 goals. Uh someone have to correct me on that if I'm wrong. But I think Coutinho has scored 14 a couple of times. Um Mane scored 13 and then and then after that Mo, Mo Salah comes in with 44. Um <laughs> honestly that that individual season man it's unreal but but yeah he he will be he'll go down as one of the best. Um and people it, it's really difficult because people don't appreciate people as much while they have it. Um like, and, and we have to try to do that. It's the same with Van Dyke, you know, and it's the same um, with with Jurgen actually um, and a lot of this team. Um, but nostalgia does play a lot of a lot of a part and obviously that's why I love Torres so much. Um, and that's why we will all in ten years time go, how do we not appreciate this man as much as yeah. we should have done? Definitely.
1: Well can I add to the game then? Um just start Ben Davies and Kabak, or just go with Phillips and Kabak, or if Fabinho's fit, does he go back in with Kabak?
0: Well, uh, for me, I'd go for Phillips and Kabak. Uh, if it's not again, one of my favourite sayings: "If it's not broken, don't fix it." Why would you? Um, and uh, yeah, they, they both did really really well. Um, I'd say Kabak looked a little bit more edgy than than Phillips did. Um, if I was going to drop either of them, it would be Kabak. Um, I I do, I like the lad. You know, he's really raw. Um, he's got a lot of potential, but for a game like this we need a stable head, and I think now Phillips, despite the fact he's so inexperienced at the top level, brings that. Um and Phillips and Fabinho did play well in a couple of games they did play together. So um if I if it was me, it'd be Phillips and Kabak, I think it'll be Phillips and Fabinho though. Do you not think he'll put Fabinho in the six and
1: go with like because of Kabach and Davis Cabach and Phillips doing so well, sorry, in against Sheffield United, do you not think he, if Fabinho hasn't played at that six since the Everton game, it's 183 days, I think, something or 184 days. I think against a team like Chelsea, we'd massively benefit from having Fabinho in that six, though, wouldn't we?
0: Oh, 100%. Um, but I'm just thinking what, what Jurgen Klopp would do. Um, and, and being honest, I think he, he likes Fab in that centre-back role. Um, you know, even earlier in the season, people said, Oh, we don't need to sign a new center back because we got Fabinho, that's why we didn't sign a new center back. Um, and we ended up having three of them injured, plus him, plus Hendo, (laughs) so (laughs) that's great. Um, but but no, like, I I have a feeling that Klopp would put Fabinho in, but if it was my choice, I'd definitely put him in the six. Just Arcata, oh, mate, oh, it's so difficult. Um, because I think this is the kind of game that Thiago could be really effective in. Um, and I, I genuinely, I love the man. I like, he's a source master. Um, and, you know, people have criticised him. They can't deny what a wonderful, wonderful footballer he is. And the fact that he played really well the other night as well. Um, yeah, I do. I do start that because I think he helps us break lines. Especially if it actually, I'll tell you what now, here's here's my concerns here. Fabinho plays, Cater plays. Um, if Fabinho plays in the sixth, Cater plays. If he doesn't, I'd say no. I'd bring him on. Yeah. Um if, if Fabinho doesn't play, I play one album, Tiago, um and oh I'm Jones. And then if he if Fabinho does play, I go, Fabinho, one album. No, uh, Fabinho, Tiago, Cater. That'd yeah. be my my choice. Um, obviously, you can't. I really don't want to drop Curtis Jones, but in terms of the the game, uh, I think he could. He might even, you know, to give Bobby a rest start on the left with Mano through the middle and, and Salah because he's been he was really quite effective on the left when he played the like, there the last time. He also played as the
1: false nine in the academy when he was coming through, and he he scored sort um, of stupid like eighty odd goals and forty odd assists in his time in the academy. So that could be an option as well in terms of, I I think Kaiser is key to winning this game against Chelsea because of how good their midfield is. He's kind of come up against the likes of Kante. Mason Mount has been unbelievable this season um, and they just look like a different engine under Tuchel. But I, that's why I feel like Fabinho has to has to start in, in that midfield six. Um, but then it's... Trusting Kabach and Phillips against the pace of over Werner, isn't it? So it's like a catch 22, really, because in my eyes, you can't drop Jones because he's been instrumental in recent weeks. He's been our best player when he came off against City, we crumbled, Leicester, we crumbled. He was world class against Leipzig, got a goal against Sheffield United. But then I would like to see Keita and Thiago because it's just one of the, the best midfield combinations you could probably get out of Liverpool. So it's a bit of a selection headache which is crazy considering we're riddled with injuries.
0: Because then- we were sold we were sold a dream in that Everton game I think. Um with with that team that played in, in the Everton uh, draw away. Um for the first 15 minutes that that is the Liverpool we should have seen for the whole season. Um but unfortunately, you know, you know injuries are always going to happen but not as what we expected. Um and that's when Fabinho started in the six. Uh Cater and Thiago played in midfield. So what, what can I say? You know, I mean, um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a really, really difficult game against Chelsea, especially the way that they're going. Um, and, and but to have a selection headache is actually really quite, quite nice, you know, and, and it's leaves Spotify, man, out of the, the equation. So what's <laughs> worth giving him 10 million euros a year? <laughs> Does Jota play then? Oof. Because oh,
1: for me, I don't. I would start Jones in that nine false nine position, and I'd play Jota and Man and Salah
0: purely because Sadio is out of form. Hmm, in front of goal, definitely he's, he's out of form. Um, I think I thought he played really well the other night at Sheffield United.
1: His worth um, has never been questionable. It's just usually Manny can just score from anywhere. He can make a goal also, not unlike Salah, and he just seems to have lost it a bit, and maybe is entertained by a transfer in the summer. Who knows? But would you start Jotter in that game? Because he's definitely fit. It makes me think now because he's back in training. He what he might have been dropped for Week like the the goalkeeper, like we're seeing people say. Um, because if, if he had an appendicitis, he definitely he definitely wasn't back in training this week if he had that. So that was, was
0: spy cop on yeah. Twitter spreading spreading lies. Yeah. To <laughs> just start something. Is he ready? Nah. to come, come on. Nah. Yeah, I don't. I don't start him. I start the front three. If I'm being honest, um, you know, I don't think they were they were bad the other night. Even though, you know, they didn't score, I thought they they all interchanged quite well. Um, they've got all got good quite good records against Chelsea. Um, you know, maybe not Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea, um, but still good records against Chelsea. The only one I would consider dropping would be Bobby, um, and that would be four Jotta. So. Who knows? But I think Jurgen needs to work him back in because he's been out for a long time again. Like it's been what twelve weeks? Yeah. Uh, he's been out since Mitchelland, um, which he shouldn't have played in. Um, end of against those like absolute you know, caloots, um from from, uh, from Denmark. So so yeah, no, you know what. I really want to work... It. It's the same with Naby. I mean, it's a, it's the same predicament we're in with Naby Keita. They are the new generation of Liverpool players that need to be playing week in, week out. How and when do we work them in? Um, they've both got injury problems. You know, that's another way we have to just just really ease them in. Do it like Ferguson did. Before you go,
1: then, get your score prediction for tomorrow.
0: Oh, mate. Mate, this is difficult. I'm going to go Liverpool... Th- 2-1. 2-1. I'm going to go 4-1. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: The last time I predicted... So th- this season I predicted two nils, And we won Leipzig 2-0. And, she- and Sheffield United 2-0. So I should really say 7-0. Because obviously when I predict high, we win. Um, but, but I do think we'll batter them. To be honest, I don't think their defence is good enough to contain what we can be on the attack. But I think we can contain Timo Werner who can't finish his dinner at the minute.
0: There we go mate, it's going to to be really, really tight and I'm really looking forward to the game.
1: Perfect. Nice one for coming on. Chris, I massively appreciate it. Um, No problem. Hopefully, we're both right, either way, hopefully we win, we go fourth, and we can actually talk after the game about being happy again instead of being miserable like we have been for the past six (laughs) weeks. Yeah, nice one, as always for coming on. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to give a like rate, and subscribe. Once you're watching on Spotify or anything like that, do follow the podcast. We've been Redcast. Nice one for listening.